Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod. I am so glad that you're here. This is a podcast that helps you to find your voice, claim your power, and let your business fuel the change you want to see in your life and in the world. I'm your host, Isa Gauchi, the Marketing Confidence Cheerleader and owner of the M. Isa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency. Today, I want to talk with you about partnering with your body to create irresistible content. And the reason this is so near and dear to my heart is because I, like so many others, struggle with really um, intense, debilitating chronic pain in the form of migraines. Now, if you are lucky enough not to suffer from chronic illness or chronic pain that knocks you out physically, but you do have the occasional wobble maybe in your mental or emotional health or upheavals in your personal life that make it hard for you to keep showing up and marketing your business when you aren't feeling 100%, please keep listening because these tips are for everybody. So sharing consistent quality content like all the business influencers and social media gurus are telling you you gotta do to grow your business, sharing that consistent quality content is a challenge for everyone. I want you to know that whether they're going through some something or not, that's a tall order to devote that much of your energy, your creative juice, your presence. It's a, it's, um, it's a big ask. But it's especially challenging for those of us who deal with chronic illness or chronic pain, whether that be mental, physical, or emotional. Because a flare-up can so easily blow up a carefully planned content calendar, can derail a launch. It can just fuck shit up, basically. So I want you to know that if you are one of those folks that has stuff like that, that, that sometimes makes it really hard for you to hit posting frequencies or show up as much as your coach is telling you, etc, etc, etc. I want to give you a hug and let you know you're not doing anything wrong and that, of course, you cannot follow impossible advice. You can't do it. Stop holding yourself to impossible demands. So, If whoever you're looking up to for business advice is like, you have to post on Instagram three to five times a day, or you have to blog once a day, or you have to podcast once a week or whatever, any of these have tos and shoulds, et cetera, et cetera, please just give yourself some wiggle room. Don't hold yourself to these standards because life is going to get in your face and is not going to let you fit in a spreadsheet because it never does. This is why it makes me cringe so hardcore when I hear social media influencers or business gurus or famous coaches telling small teams or solopreneurs that they should be like just constantly posting, constantly sharing, marketing on every channel, worrying about SEO or some other impossible nonsense. Um, Like some of it makes sense because I think a lot of this advice is people looking to and learning to from the marketing tactics of really big businesses with really big teams and access to fancy tools that and things that can automate and take a lot of stuff off their plate but it is unrealistic 
um, and poorly translated from the the work that a, a big team is capable of from like a small team or a one person team um, for marketing. I'd actually argue it's bad for the health of anyone trying to live up to these posting frequencies, but especially folks who have to navigate chronic pain. And when we just cannot do it, do what our our influencers and mentors and coaches and the people we look up to are telling us to do for marketing and business, a lot of us wind up feeling more discouraged than ever, which is not a good feeling. I know because I used to feel this way when I first started my business and I was trying to follow several many um, mentors advice and do what everyone was telling me to do. And the thing is, I could try, I could try to live up to all of the these recommendations and posting frequencies and I could try to do it, but only for a little while before my body would simply shut me down. My body does not allow me to market like that. It will not allow me to constantly be showing up. It will not allow me to work more than five days without a day off. It will not allow me to not take time off in the evening. It will not allow me to work 12 hours a day. My body will not, simply will not permit me to approach my marketing like that. And I've now learned that this is a gift that my body is trying so hard to protect me to make sure I am healthy, my energy is preserved, I'm not running myself into the ground, I'm not making myself miserable, I'm not perpetually recreating a survival type situation. But before I went on this kind of personal healing mindfulness journey about my chronic pain, I'd feel so ashamed. I thought that everybody else could live up to these rules and expectations but me, and I felt like I was doing something wrong. And it took me a while to remember and realize that I did not consciously choose to live with debilitating chronic pain, and you didn't either. It's really, really, really time that we stopped shaming ourselves for trying to follow systems that were not built for us and that don't work for us. Instead, let's empower ourselves to partner with our bodies to show up authentically in our marketing without hurting ourselves. To be real, folks, I'm still processing my shame over having my life so affected by chronic illness, but that's an episode for another time. But I have made some really huge strides in releasing toxic productivity and making work work for me. I am actually really freaking proud of the rhythm and flow I worked out in order to maintain a consistent quality, irresistible marketing presence for not only my own business, but for my clients' businesses as well. And these, it took a while. It took a while to work out this awesome rhythm and flow for me. And it was hard learned. A lot of these lessons I learned the hard way. So I wanted to share my five best tips for what I've learned about how to market effectively when navigating chronic pain, um, mental illness, maybe a loss in your personal life, any, any of those curveballs that life throws you where you, 
you just, you just can't do the, um, operating at tip top peak energy, full energy, full enthusiasm, etc. Um, so these tips are, so you don't have to totally disappear from your marketing. You don't have to ghost on your marketing, but you don't have to fight against your body to show up. So you are in partnership with your body, not working against your body in order to have that consistent, magnetic, irresistible marketing marketing presence. So I hope you find these helpful. Let's get right into it. My number one lesson is that one should rest when their body asks them to. That's asks. Please notice I didn't say rest when you need to. So to state the obvious, or if it's not obvious, I hope it becomes obvious for you. You do not have to earn the right to rest. Rest is a requirement of life. It is no less necessary than food, water, and shelter. Rest is your right as a human being. So just like when you are hungry, your body is telling you that you should eat. When you're thirsty, that you should drink. When you have to pee, you should go to the bathroom. When you're tired, it's time to rest. And I'm not just talking about when you are physically tired. I'm also talking about when you're emotionally tired, when you're mentally tired, spiritually tired. Because the truth is, if you're at burnout, that's your body's emergency alarm system. That's when you've ignored a lot of polite requests for rest and kept on pushing, which is what I used to do all the freaking time. So it's kind of like there's a little fire. There's something in your health that needs to be tended to. And your body's like, let's rest. And you're like, no, I got shit to do. Your body's like, let's rest. And you're like, no, I got customers. And your body's like, let's rest. And you're like, no, I committed to this social thing. And it's kind of like there's this little fire and your body's kind of trying to be like, hey, it's no big deal right now, but I think we should pay attention to this. Let's go deal with this. And the more you ignore it, the more you go la 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 and don't notice that there's smoke filling your house, the heat is rising, until eventually um, your room's on fire and you're like, fuck, this is a disaster. I have to deal with this. Now my survival is at stake. That's kind of how I think about burnout. Burnout is is a disaster. It's a thing you can't push for. It's a thing that's insisting on being dealt with right now. And that used to be, honestly, the only time I would rest. I wouldn't rest until I my body made me, until it gave me a horrible migraine, until I had a really bad depressive episode. I would not rest until I had to. But the thing is that I noticed, so I got this really awesome planner I love, and it has like one of those little graphs where you can use like little colored pencils to track habits you want to track. So I started tracking like, how often do I actually take a full day off? And what I noticed is I would go like 
10 plus days without a day off and then I'd get a migraine and the migraine would knock me out to for like three to five days on average which is like more than it would more time off than I would have needed to take if I took a weekend if I just regularly took weekends I wouldn't be knocked out of commission for like full work weeks and have to tell all my clients I'm gonna have to get their deliverables late and so I'm not actually being more productive, saving myself any time, getting any more ahead because my body is going to demand rest one way or another. And it can either be, I have a nice weekend off. I have my nice evenings off. I get to have a morning routine. I get to rest and just have rest regularly built into my schedule um, that I can look forward to. Or I can grind and grind and grind and grind and grind and then get like a horrible migraine or I can get COVID, or I can get really sick and just be in pain, knocked out of commission, unable to keep working for way longer. So between the two, I think I prefer the first one, you know, regular time off, weekends, evenings off, mornings off. I would rather rest when my body asks me to rest than rest when my body forces me to because rest is a dire need at this point and my body's going to do anything it can to make me because I won't do it of my own accord. So rest when your body asks you to, not when you need to. Or not, well, do rest when you need to, but don't wait for it to be a need. Grant your body's request when it asks you to rest, not when it forces, not just only when it forces you to. So, much better that you decide if you hear your body whispering, we're tired, please rest, rest. You can finish that post tomorrow. So much better than posting tonight getting a flare up and not being able to post for a week or more. My number two tip for irresistible marketing when you have chronic pain or chronic illness or other regular disruptions such as that is to know with a lot of clear clarity, (laughs) clear clarity, what you can drop. So, One of my most popular services is I put together custom marketing plans for clients. And when they hire me, I give them this prioritized list. So here are the channels we're going to have a presence on. And what I always do is I say, this is your main channel. This is the main channel we're going to focus on creating content from. And then here are the second tier channels where we are going to repurpose and also regularly post on these channels. And then here are my your third and fourth tier channels where um, you will repurpose content you already made to have a presence on these channels. Um, you're not going to worry about posting frequency as much. This is kind of a when you have time, when you feel like experimenting sort of thing. And I let them know if shit gets busy, if life gets lifey, and they have a lot of stuff on their plate and they're not going to be able to do everything, immediately drop the fourth tier stuff. Still too much on the plate? Drop the third tier stuff. And so on and so forth. So that they don't think they have to 
get to all the first, second, third, and fourth tier stuff all of the freaking time, no matter what, they know exactly what's the first thing on the list to drop, exactly what's the second thing on the list to drop, and so on and so forth. I also insist that they know that they do not have to create brand new content for everywhere they post, every time they post, even on the same channel. I want to make really good, clear, certain sets, uh, surety. Wow. Okay. I want to make sure that my clients know how to repurpose content they've already made, reformat it for a different channel, or put it in a new format and post it on the same channel instead of holding themselves to the expectation they have to have a new idea every day, they have to follow through on every new idea they have, and they can never repeat themselves because that is unnecessary work. Remember, No one's going to see 100% of what you put out there for any one piece of marketing content, even on the same channel, especially social media. Um, Think of your email list open rates. Not 100% of people are seeing everything you put out there. So repeating yourself is not only okay, it's good. You should get real comfortable with being willing to repeat yourself so that people can hear your messaging and people can hear the great stuff you put together. And also never forget how important repetition is. Do you remember everything you hear for the first time? When you learned a a new skill, is it typical for you to only have to be taught how to do it once? No, no. Repetition is so important for us to have new ideas, new beliefs, new memories to form. So repeating yourself is good. It's okay. You can literally exactly repeat yourself if that's something you want to do. You can repurpose your old content, you can recycle, you can reuse, you can reformat. You don't need to come up with new ideas for every single thing you put out there in your marketing. I highly recommend that everyone who's listening to this, if you can either hire me to do this for you if you want me to do your marketing plan, but you can also do this yourself, is to make a prioritized list right that um, like I just mentioned for the marketing plan. So what's your first tier marketing channel where if you can do nothing else with your time that week to talk to your people, where do you, where's the most effective place you can show up and only choose one of these people, just one, just one place. And then the ones that were really hard to knock out of that first tier, you're going to put those in your second tier. So if you have the capacity the next priority for places to show up is the number two tier. And then for the third tier, you're going to be like, I'd like to have a nice presence on this, but I don't want to like spend time creating entirely new content for it. I don't know how much I'm going to spend time engaging. I don't want really want to read up on tons for this. And these are going to be your third tier. So it's just like you're going to take something from your first and second tier and re, just like repost it on a third tier. So for example... My uh, first tier right now is my blog, and this podcast is actually a second tier. So I often, like with this one, I will either just straight up read or riff off of a blog post I already wrote. So it's repurposing my blog in my first tier for my second tier. And then my third tier is my social media and, um, yeah, my social media pretty much. And sometimes my newsletter, though, sometimes I've been experimenting with moving the newsletter up a bit. But anyway, tangent. So 
Um, my first tier is my blog. My second tier is I repurpose my blog for my podcast, for my newsletter. Third tier is my social media. So I will often take ideas that I worked out in my blog and I will use those to make a reel or a carousel or an image post on Instagram. And I have Instagram prioritized over Facebook. So I will usually generally format for Instagram and then slightly rework the caption for Facebook and then just post them there. And then like my fourth tier is stuff like LinkedIn or stuff I'm experimenting with. Like I'm gonna start playing with TikTok too soon. And so if I start having a really busy week, lots of client work, or I'm not feeling great, the first things I'm going to drop are my, my fourth tier. So LinkedIn goes bye-bye. Next, I'm going to drop my socials. So Instagram and Facebook can hold off for a while. And after that, podcast and newsletter can ch- chill out. And I can be working out my ideas in my blog because that's the highest value place I can go because it's easiest for me to pull from my blog to make all my other content. So when I'm feeling better the next week or have some more time, I can create other content for other channels really easily, zip, bam, boom. But... When I'm overloaded, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm not feeling great and I need to drop stuff from the list, I'm not like, should I drop my podcast or my blog? Should I drop my Instagram or my Facebook? I already know. I already have it prioritized. It's really clear. So make that list for yourself. What are your first tier, second tier, third tier, fourth tier marketing channels and activities? And then Also, um, you'll notice in this list, I've kind of prioritized it by like my first tier is like the the place I'm creating unique content that um, I'm going to reuse other places. So that's a clue. If, if, If you're wondering what's my first tier, think about what's the first, where's the first place you create content for? Like where do all your main ideas get worked out and then repurposed later? So that's your first tier. The other thing about knowing what you can drop is really just knowing what's that first tier. What am I creating unique content for that I can reuse elsewhere? So when you have clarity on that, you know that all the places you repurpose content for are not as important as the place you create your unique content for that you're drawing from for everywhere else. So everything that's not the place where you're creating your unique content, your first tier channel can be dropped first. When you are short on energy or time or creativity or what have you. So the number two lesson for marketing with chronic pain, um, chronic illness, mental health stuff, life appeals is being really clear with yourself on what can be dropped first in what order of priority. So also a little side note here. I want to mention that when you're setting marketing strategy, please don't ever make it inflexible. Like you have to post all these different places this X many times a week because that's gonna lead you to these feelings when life gets lifey about you're failing or you're not living up to it. I much prefer for marketing strategy and marketing planning, like prioritizing like this, so you know what can drop, you can drop, you know what's most important. And you have room to flow, partner with your body, you have wiggle room. So no inflexible marketing strategies, please. Okay, number three lesson for how to market with chronic pain, life abuse, or mental health stuff coming up or life getting life be is that 
Here's a big one that's really going to help with shame if you, like me, struggled with shame when you have to put stuff off when your body is in revolt. Is that you do not need to apologize for stuff you cannot help, like chronic pain, chronic illness, life stuff. But you do need to communicate with your people. So, if you've got clients, or you have a launch or you, you've committed to doing something and it's no longer feasible to do it in that time frame because chronic pain or life, lifiness, don't blame yourself. Don't go into a shame hole if you can help it. And importantly, don't disappear from the people you committed to. So I know if you got chronic pain, it's not really feasible to go have a bunch of one-on-one conversations. What has become my practice is I send out about a two or three sentence email and I'll let people know, hello, I am in a migraine flare, multi-day migraine flare-up. I'm unable to work right now. And thank you so much for your patience and understanding that deliverables will be later than expected. And notice I said, thank you, instead of, I'm sorry, or at least I think I did, hold on, okay, I did, (laughs) so I don't actually say I'm sorry, because I didn't choose to have a migraine flare-up, I didn't do something wrong by having a chronic illness, but I do express thanks, because I appreciate that the people who are in my life as clients are the kind of people that are going to understand and not want me to try to work through debilitating pain. So I thank them for their patience and grace and understanding. And this has gotten so much of a better reaction than what I used to do, which was just go in a shame spiral. I used to dread so much sending that email to let them know that something had come up and the deliverable would be later than expected because I didn't want them to judge me and my capabilities. I didn't necessarily want them to know how bad my chronic pain gets, how much it can incapacitate me for days. And I had so much shame about that that I hadn't processed that I didn't want to let them in on that knowledge. So without any explanation, And me just disappearing on them from their perspective. You know, people got annoyed a few times. I'd often be a few days late. And they'd assume I was being flaky or unreliable or I don't know. I actually, I can't read their minds. I don't know what they thought. Because I hadn't given them enough information for them to think otherwise. And all of those people who got annoyed with me were gracious, lovely, kind humans who, if they'd been given half the opportunity to show their graciousness and kindness, whatever. So do your customers, your people, your followers, whoever you've committed to, to do something at a certain time when you have to push it off due to life getting lifey or your chronic plan, please give them the opportunity to be gracious and understand because the second I started people about telling people about my chronic pain flare-ups they were so freaking lovely in fact when I recently had to announce that I'd be hosting club content cauldron a month later than expected so April 2023 guys you still have time to show up I was so freaking nervous to send that blast out to my email list but 
when I did, I received responses like this. This is a direct quote from someone lovely and kind who said, everything about this is perfect. And I am so proud of you for being vulnerable and honest and doing what is best for your well-being. It's so hard to unlearn hustle culture BS. And I'm so grateful to this person and everybody else who showed me grace once I started outing myself as someone with chronic illness who has chronic pain show up and derail things sometimes. I'm so grateful that people have shown me over and over and over and over again how kind they are, how supportive. People are so ready to be good humans. They are they're so they're just so ready to be the good humans that they are whenever I trust that they will be. And if you're attracting aligned clients and you're in my audience, I know your people are that way as well. So here are some changes I've made from this lesson learned. I've started notifying people as soon as I am able to when a migraine has incapacitated me. I keep it really short, just a few sentences, and I let them know that I'm in a flare-up. I'm moving slower than expected and deliverables will be delayed. It's really important to me that I don't apologize because I did not choose to be in agony and have done nothing wrong to be experiencing illness. But I do, it's also equally important to me that I thank people for their patience and understanding. And people have shown me over and over again that they will understand when given the chance. I've also decided that for when new customers, new clients come into my orbit, I'm going to let them know upfront about my chronic pain situation during my discovery or sales call or whatever it is. I'm going to warn them that because I do suffer from chronic illness, there may be a time when I need to reschedule on short notice. There may be a time when deliverables are unexpectedly late. But when you do meet with me, when you do receive my work, I will show up with my full brilliance, my full marketing magic, and my full capacity so that whenever you're getting anything from me, uh, an interaction, a one-on-one, a deliverable, you will benefit a gazillion times more than if I were pushing through the pain. Consent in all things. My results are worth the hiccups and delays caused by my illness, but you have the right to opt in to this situation. And it hasn't derailed a sale yet, folks, so fingers crossed. But I I, I actually feel like it might have helped make a few sales, helped win a few people over that this openness and honesty and opportunity for them to fully consent to what they're walking into is being offered through me. All right. So my number four tip, which we also kind of talked about already, is to make it as easy as possible for yourself to show up when you're not feeling 100%. For me, it's not just the migraine where I can't do a damn thing but survive the pain, but it's also that really frustrating period of the migraine hangover too where I'm not in pain anymore, but I am exhausted. I have some brain fog. Everything feels like it's moving slowly. I'm impatient to get back to work and serve my people, but things are just kind of molasses-y. 
These days used to be so frustrating because while I have access to my normal levels of creativity, ambition, and motivation during a migraine hangover, my energy is usually at about 10 to 15% of what it normally is. And when I miss work, my old conditioning wants me to make up for it as soon as possible. But this is a message for me and for you. Let's not push ourselves right back into pain and burnout as soon as we recover a little. I'm going to repeat that. Let's please stop pushing ourselves right back into pain and burnout as soon as we recover a little bit. When I have less energy than usual, but I'm still committed to showing up and marketing incredible life-changing offers, here are some ways I make it easier for myself to show up. So first, I don't make new content. I repurpose content I've already made. And I'm going to be doing an episode soon on like exactly how to repurpose content. So don't worry, that's coming up if you're feeling confused on how to do that. Number two, I don't worry about hair, makeup, and glam. God gave us filters and or I don't give a fuck attitudes for a reason. Plus, authenticity. Authenticity is relatable. I don't know about you, but if I've just come out of a major pain bout, I don't really feel like doing the full beat at that time. <laughs> um, and I've also done a lot of work to, to, to like my bare face. But if you're one of those people where you feel like you have to look perfect every time you show up on video in your marketing, try it on to see if like, but what if you didn't? You can use a filter if you want. Just throw on a filter that obscures it if it causes you any mind drama. Or if you don't have mind drama about it, just don't worry about it. You can be fresh-faced. You can be messy. Like, your appearance doesn't change the value of your work and what you have to offer. All right. Thirdly, I let good be good enough. It does not have to be great. Have I got an amazing message for my people to hear? Cool. I'm making that live. I'm making that real. Even if it's too painful to add in my hashtags or optimize my caption or change into a more flattering sweater. So, you know, like, don't let great be the enemy of good. I think that's how that saying goes. That's where we're going for here. If you're in a migraine hangover, if you are recovering from a bout of chronic illness or a life life upheaval, etc. Don't let your perfectionism or the expectation that it has to be great, polished, shiny, perfect, etc. hold you back from showing up and talking to your people, giving them that value, relating to people, connecting, building relationships. Okay, fourth tip for making it easy on myself to show up when I'm not feeling 100%. I practice trust. My message was delivered in the way it needed to be. The people that needed to hear it will hear it. It was good enough. So trust is a hard one for me. It might be a hard one for you. So if it's something you have to rehearse, you're not alone. I do too. I have to like repeat these as affirmations. I trust that that video I just put out was good enough. I trust that that newsletter said it communicated it well enough for people to get it. 
I trust that people will receive this. I trust that I got this inspiration to put this marketing out today because someone connected to me needs this message. So feel free to trust it. Feel free to use these as affirmations to tell yourself and remind yourself because it's definitely easier to show up in your marketing if you are not expecting to be perfect whenever you show up in your marketing, if that's not a pressure you're putting on yourself. If you trust that it's going to work out, that you had this idea for what to say to your people for a reason, it makes it easier to show up. You feel less alone. You feel less out in the wilderness. You feel less inadequate for being a human that experiences pain or upheavals. All right, number five lesson I learned for how to have a consistent, magnetic, irresistible marketing presence despite my chronic illness is probably the most important lesson, which is to share the load. And I want you to keep listening to this section, even if you have zero budget to bring on any help. Like, please keep listening to this, even if it has zero, if you have no money to spend on any outside help or delegation, because I've still got gems in here for you and you don't actually need money to share the load. So let me explain what I mean. Accepting help is such a big thing to not only if you are someone with chronic pain and illness, um, but also if you're an entrepreneur, if you're trying to get a small business off the ground, if you're trying to do something that's never been done by the people around you, if you're in a marginalized identity, accepting help is really hard for a lot of us because maybe in our life experience, People haven't historically proved themselves to be trustworthy in our lives. So accepting help is hard, especially if we've had help with strings attached or help that seemed like help but was actually harmful. So you might have some journaling to do, some thinking through about what is preventing you from asking for, receiving, and getting help when things are hard for you in your life or in your business. So if you're like me, feeling stressed and pressured is sure to make a pain flare up, physical or emotional, worse. And if you're like me, you may not have a lot of initial clarity on where you're feeling pressured. So If you don't look at it, how are you going to fix it or figure out a strategy or ask for help to relieve some of the pressure? Are you feeling pressure at work? If you have a team, then see what you can delegate. What more responsibility can you give the other people you are paying to take that just off your plate? If you are in a position to hire an assistant and pay them well, Do that and allow them to take some stuff off of your to-do list. If it's just you and your to-do list for now, that's okay. Be your own best advocate and push stuff out when you are feeling too pressured. And I want you not to stop pushing stuff off on your to-do list until you can look at the week's tasks and not clench up in your body. Then I want you to look at the tasks themselves. How can you make them less stressful? 
Let's get creative here. Can you make them less stressful by going and doing them in a coffee shop? Can you make the blog post you're writing half as long as you thought it was supposed to be? Can you shorten the video? Can you lengthen your launch? How can you make your tasks feel less stress-inducing? Take the pressure off of yourself. Redistribute the weight. If you're feeling pressured in your home life, Maybe it's time to redistribute the household chores or hire a housekeeper. Maybe it's time to take cooking off of your to-do list and get some more pre-ordered meals or um, eat out more or order in more to save yourself some time on cooking because at this time, maybe you're shorter on time than you are on money and you need to protect and preserve your time and that will open up space, take off pressure, redistribute that weight Maybe it's laundry that's bothering you. Maybe you want to do a drop-off laundry service. Or maybe it's just household tasks that have been like sitting around undone for months that are feeling pressury and making you clench up. Maybe it's time to hire a handy person through TaskRabbit. Or if it's just you and your own mental chore wheel, perhaps you can decrease how often you're expecting yourself to get to stuff. How can you take the pressure off of yourself? Again, it's time to get creative. Where are you feeling pressure? Where can you ask for help? Or where can you give the help to yourself by easing the expectations, easing the requirements, making it lighter, making it easier, putting less pressure on yourself and the now. If the pressure is inside of your own skull, then let's talk. Because running a business is a lot. Navigating uncertainty and responsibility in a new way can be really challenging for everybody. This is why I truly hope that all entrepreneurs are in therapy to help them process fear and other big emotions in a healthy way. I also hope that they surround themselves with people who aren't going to feed into their doubt, negativity, and scarcity. Instead, I hope they have a great community of like-minded folks who can support their ambitions, give them pep talks, share resources, answer questions, and network them into new opportunities. A community that strengthens their hope, inspiration, and belief. If you don't have such a community yet, you're going to want to come and join mine. Um, Sign up for Club Content Cauldron in the show notes. It's linked below. Anyway, I know that the pressure lifts when I am around folks who help me to believe in possibility, in growth, even when the going feels slow, the manifestations haven't manifested yet, I'm having chronic pain flare-ups, I'm scared about money. I can't tell you how often my communities, my mentors have lifted me out of black pits of despair and I don't know what I would have done without them because if it was just me left to my own scary thoughts, I'm sure I would have quit a long, long time ago before I ever got the chance to experience the joys and successes that I am experiencing in my business and in my life right now. I also highly recommend you go and get yourself a good mentor or five. I want you to have at least one person that can show you the ropes of business and effective marketing. 
not just in terms of strategy, trends, and tactics, but in the mindset that will get you where you need to go. The things you'll need to unlearn to stop holding yourself back. The new beliefs you'll have to decide to place your faith in. If you are in, if you are able to invest in a coach, that's fantastic. One-on-one support is going to be invaluable in preventing you from putting undue pressure on yourself and exacerbating chronic pain, mental health issues, etc., etc., etc. You are more than welcome to work with me one-on-one as your own personal marketing confidence cheerleader in my season of support program, which you can find in the show notes below. But for folks who do not yet have the budget to invest in their own coach or a coaching group program, which are also fantastic, if that's not yet in your budget, that's okay. There's so much free open information available to you out there. So subscribe to some great podcasts and start soaking in free nutritious mind food and emotional support. This here Irresistible Marketing Pod is free wherever you get your podcasts, as are these gems, which are some of my personal favorite mindful business podcasts and like personal development that help me stay calm and focused and grounded in my business podcasts. So I'm going to shout out a few of of my favorites. So Joyful Marketing by Simone Grace Soul, Social Reset Podcast by Tiffany Chung, The Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast by Sarah Beyer of Intuitive Edge Coaching, Manifestation Babe with Catherine Zankina, and Feminist Wellness by Victoria Albina. All really great for mindset and for approaching your business from a place of groundedness, confidence, gratitude. So these are all available to you for free. If you can't yet afford your own personal coach, don't worry. There is still free emotional support out there that can literally change your life, change your business. But the most important thing is that when you don't know how to carry the burden of your big feelings and you're feeling really pressured and it's really just things are hard for you, please get consensual help to carry that load. You are not a burden and you are not alone and it is okay to need help, it is okay to ask for help, and it is okay to invest in help. When you are feeling less pressured, when you are feeling less stressed, I bet you if you have chronic pain like me, you're going to notice those flare-ups a lot less frequently. All right, so we're coming to a close, folks. I know this was a long one, but I do want to just highlight this truth. Your body is your best marketing asset. You can't show up without your body. Your body comes with you everywhere in your marketing. There have been times in my chronic pain journey when I felt as though my body was betraying me and getting in the way of my dreams, but it wasn't. And the more that I learn to listen to my body and give it what it needs, the more I am able to create magical marketing consistently without burning out. And the more I partner with my body, the more authentically I'm able to show up in my marketing. And the more authentically I can show up, the more irresistible the marketing is and the better the results. I like this for me and I like this for us. 
Please let me know how you like these tips and if you have other hacks for marketing effectively with chronic pain. You can DM me on the gram at Marketing Confidence Cheerleader or email me at isa, isa at misamessaging.com. If you'd like my personal practice for par- partnering with my body for irresistible marketing, grab yourself a copy of my beloved Marketing Confidence Cheerleading Workbook, You Are Safe in Your Body. It's got some great journaling prompts for you to work on this relationship with yourself. The link for that is in the show notes. Um, I don't think it's, I'm forgetting the price right now, but it's definitely like under 20 bucks. So not too much. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to keep more irresistible marketing episodes coming, please consider leaving a five-star review so more people can find this fabulous and free resource. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, Please go give yourself some rest and be nice to your fabulous, wonderful body. All right, love you, bye.